Greetings, everyone, and a warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Polling, beaming at you from Sunshine Coast, uh, where it is sunny indeed here in, in Australia. Joined today by Dr. Matt Champagne. Matt, g'day from down under. Very warm. Welcome back. You're the boomerang that's come back to Australia because we're, I think we've interviewed, this is the, maybe even the third time. It speaking. is third time. Thanks for having me back, Tom. This is the first time we've had a third timer. So, and there's a reason for that, Matt. And everyone who's listening, I should say, because Matt's a guy who is a marketer wrapped up in science because he is actually a scientist. He's also an author and a serial entrepreneur. He was named, get this, Technology Visionary by Survey Magazine for his pioneering work merging psychology and technology to create unique customer feedback solutions. And Matt and I have worked together. I've invited him back, not because there's any affiliate commissions involved, because there's not, but because this stuff is, I would have to say it's unique and it's effective. So listen up, because we're going to rock your world on the psychological levers that move your audience to yes. Matt, our seven minutes starts now. Question number one, sir, I think you know how this goes. Who's your ideal client? Ideal client comes from many industries, but typically it's a small business owner or it's a head of a, a larger organization, a department, but they have a survey. It's an important survey. They and their team have spent lots of time and money building the questions and, and gathering the data and analyzing the reports. And my typical client is sitting there with the results wondering, well, was this worth it? Am I learning what I need to learn about my customers and clients and members and attendees? Is this really deep insights or did we just like hear some responses from some people? So if you're that person, we should probably talk. All right. So tell that person a bit more about the problem you solve. Well, it's three problems. I always tell folks I solve three problems, which are the problems of survey. One is that you haven't generated a lot of participation and mm. you wonder whether the people filling it out are just the really angry people and the really happy people. Or are you hearing from the people so in the middle, which is the majority? That's a problem. Survey fatigue is another problem. I had read that the hmm. typical person is asked for their feedback 65 times a week. Wow. And I thought that was kind of odd until I counted back like, yeah, you go to a website, you talk to customer support, you go to a restaurant, you go to the grocery yeah, store, there's the husband. survey. Would you like some feedback? Yeah, exactly. So we're asked all, you know, 65 times a week. Yet when you ask people, how many surveys have you filled out? Really have them think about it. It's usually about two or three. Right. So. Most surveys are ignored. And so That's you're probably question. one of them. You're probably one of the surveys that people are ignoring given right. the odds. Right. And third question is just the insights. Are you, are you really learning? Is this clear actions that you're learning to take from the data or are you getting some results from some people and then right. trying to figure out what to do? Those are three big problems yeah. that I solve. Yeah. And folks, like anything, this is a science, you know, that What's that Mark Twain quote? It's not the things we don't know that hurt us. It's the things we think we know that just ain't so. You know, it's a little knowledge can be dangerous. So you might want to listen up to what Matt's going to share about how to run surveys to get people to respond, but also get people moving in the direction quite potentially of a purchase. So we've talked about the ideal client, the problem. You've outlined some symptoms there as well. Let's maybe move on to mistakes that people make. You get a new client on board. What are some of the typical things they tell you that they tried that you sort of smile and go, well, that was never going to work? Yeah, well, I usually pin them down because I'll, I'll tell them, hey, can I see your survey? Can I see your results? Right. I've reviewed and critiqued about 9,000 
surveys over the last 30 years. And what I would love somebody to do when I ask for their survey, I'd love for them to say, here you go, Doc. We are so proud of this effort. You know, we're asking all the right questions in the right way. We're getting right. a huge response rate. You know, we have such confidence in these results. We know exactly what to do. But nobody ever says that. They say, oh, here's our survey. But, you know, it, it's kind of a draft. And we know there's some questions we can work on. Sure. Yeah. So they know there's something wrong. And so they, they try to sink money into it. That's one of the common mistakes. They'll like try to give incentives or which doesn't solve the problem. They'll no. try to go to a more complex survey tool, which just adds complexity. There's a lot of things they can do that don't work. But the biggest mistake I think of all is just ignoring it. I hear that all the time. Like, well, it's just surveys. You know, this is what happened. Yeah, you okay. get some responses from some people. That's not how you get people to yes. You need to know exactly what's going on, like an x-ray into their head. And yes. you can do that when you ask the right questions in the right way at the right time. Okay. You can well, learn what their needs and wants and expectations well, well, are. Maybe let's let's get into that, unpack that a little bit, uh, just in the form of a top tip. So question five is, what's a top tip that you can give folks that'll get them started in the right direction? It's it's just a step or two, it may not solve the whole issue, but it might be a good idea for them to do this one thing. Yeah. I mean, you and I know we talked about the nine principles of feedback, and this is something I've worked on for years. And this is, there's a lot of psychology and math involved. Mm. But if I had to pick one of those principles that you could do quickly and for free, it would be principle five, which is called closing the loop. And this rests on the psychology that people only want three things. They want to know their voice was heard, that they made a difference, they made an impact, and that how they compare to others. And so you do that with principle five. You quickly close the loop. You share results. So when you respond to my survey, I say, hey, Tom, thanks for your results. Hey, 58% of people said the same thing you did. Oh, and these other professionals, here's the top five things they're doing to move their business. And people are just blown away. They're like, wow, that's the big what's in it for me. Is right. you showed me my voice was heard. You're showing me how I compare to others. And you're right. showing that what I had to say made an impact on your business. It made a difference. That's really true. What are the three things again, Matt? It's worth repeating, I think. The three things people want. You need to prove their voice was heard, truly heard, not just say, hey, we heard your voice, but show them the results. Show them you results. need to show them that they made a difference, made yeah. an impact, show them how their results were used and show them how they compare to others. Right. And that's why polling and quick polls on the internet always work because we get the immediate answer to see yeah. how our results. Yeah, are. yeah, click here and you're in the 75% that said, yes, he should be fired from being president or whatever. Okay, let's not go there, Tom. Thank you for that. A lot of truth and a lot of richness in what you're hearing folks and we're going through this real quick but might be an opportunity to replay this one because i think there's a bit to digest question six valuable free resource where can people go online to find out more get more valuable information about this yeah everything's on a single page it's called surveyconversations.com that's the name of the technique survey conversations but then put slash mti for marketing the invisible and we put on that page the five practices you should put in play for your surveys you can download lessons from my book the survey playbook you can set up a strategy session that's the best place to start perfect so folks it's survey conversations plural com forward slash MTI, which is the acronym for the show, Marketing the Invisible. Thanks for that, Matt. Last question, sir. We've got a whopping 21 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? Well, the question everyone's asking, how does AI and chat GPT uh -huh. you know, intersect with surveys? My prediction is it's going to be a huge mess to start. 
We've been doing having a lot of fun with chat GPT, right. asking it to write instructions and survey questions. So it goes out and gets all the mess, all the annoying questions that we hate, puts a survey together. And then people are like, wow, this is a terrible survey. I said, yeah, because that's what's out right. there. It will be better in a few years. Just it, not. Better. It'll be fun watching. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for your time and insights again. Cheers. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.